Hi there, it's your resident mixing and mastering engineer, as well as voice of Harold Ross here. This episode is actually going out on my birthday, and I really wanted to take this opportunity to say a huge thank you to all of the listeners and all of the support that you've shown us so far, all of the friends that we've made along the way as well. It really means a huge amount to us here at Dungeons and Doctorates, and I cannot wait to continue growing the show and uh, see what is in store for the future of the podcast. But for now, let's get to this week's episode. But I was here looking for hopefully some information to try and learn something about this basilisk. I think there's a religious section over there. That's where I'm heading. Oh, well, that's where we need to go. How about we um we all go there together? Sure. Okay. Yeah. But the spellbook disappears into his left hand. So she's just going to sort of turn and whisper to Harold. Don't like this but I don't understand. If this creature took interest in Roku, but doesn't necessarily want Roku to realize it, what better way to disguise it than to use the spell book? I mean, Roku may have no idea. That just sort of sits with potential. And now we continue. So the four of you are walking through the stacks of the Ferromasters Community Library with Meredith and Roko taking the lead, Potentia and Harold hanging back a little bit. Meredith, can I please get an investigation roll from you yeah. with advantage as you attempt to hone in to where the prophecy section might be in this this these religious books i got a 16 and an 8 so 16 is the better roll yes yes it is that is how maths yeah. works is it mm. <laughs> oh damn it i've been doing things wrong this entire time <laughs> this goes so in the bad. this goes in the episode this goes in the episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you know when you're selling stuff on gumtree and like someone offers you less money i thought I that did, was a good thing i didn't damn realize it. the bigger number was the one i should be aiming for no <laughs> I've been doing what? golf rules the entire, my entire Aww. life. Everything's been golf. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Please continue. I got a 16. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're making your way through these stacks, and Roko also investigates. Um, he has been in this library for some time, and he is also, uh, as Raffi said, that having the madness set in, and he is beginning to have a weird understanding of how these books are arranged um so as you reach a crossroads um meredith you stop for a moment unsure maybe which way to go and roko says i i think it's i think it's that way how how are you sure this whole place is a bit ridiculous i just mm, just a feeling how long have you been here again um what day is it 
we're underground, so it's hard to keep track. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go with what you think. Are you looking for something uh, specific here? I'm trying to find. Well, something on on divine or or fiendish curses. Something that could explain the basilisk. Ah, uh, yes. That that does make sense. If you reach a section of books that seem to be about gods, goddesses, divine beings, uh, and can I get everyone to make an investigation roll? Just a flat roll, no no advantage. Investigation? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a seven. Uh, Fifteen. Twenty-two. <laughs> Wizards. There it is. Wizards. Wizards. Like spinning in circles going, I can't see anything. You want the wizard to investigate? Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I've missed my rogue so much. They they have an investigation of like plus nine. I'm plus six at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, nom, 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 nom. As you are searching through these these stacks mm. of books, trying to find Sia Ganal's infernal calamities, you can't find it. Like, you're looking around for it and Potentia, you think you have found where it should be like you're looking at the books and you can see there's a an empty spot where this book should be and you're very certain that okay here are some prophecies here are some prophecies and here is a a book missing from Mm -hmm. the shelf it looks to be about the right size given what you saw back at frederick rathmore's library it's just not there it's missing from Mm -hmm. the shelf okay um, I mean, it, it should be here, right? Like, it, this, this is where it belongs. It's not here. Are you... There, is there anyone that you know who would be in, interested in this book? I, I don't understand why it wouldn't just be where it belongs. Well, they were only taken recently, right? Maybe they haven't... This one hasn't been put back yet? There's a gap, though. Like, it's, it looks like it was not here that long ago. Because you know, books don't exactly stay standing for long periods of time. It's not. It's not the uh, the default state is to lean, to pile, and to. She's sort of thinking about the pile of books that's decidedly in her house. If I were to look at the gap, Mm. Ben, is there dust, and then not dust, where maybe a book was slid in recently and disturbed the dust? You have an excellent perception. Uh, I'll just give that to you. Yes. Okay. Roko is looking around. Um, I'm sorry, I, I can't be more help. It's okay, Roku. It looks like a book was here. You can see there's like, you know, there's like a disturbance in the dust where, you know, maybe something was placed here recently. Um, I, I really am, I, I'm really very light on knowledge, I'm afraid, on, you know, prophecies and such. It's not really my, you know, my bag, as it were. Um, I don't know who would be interested in such a thing. Uh, is there a... Is there a large market in for a master's for... Well, they can't <sighs> have gone far. The book hasn't been here for very long. Maybe they're still in the library. And it sounds as though the bookman... Well, he implied that we can't check the books out. Mm. We didn't look at them in the library, but we couldn't check them out. So that's mysterious. Uh, I don't really... And he trails off as his eyes shift across the shelves of books and he, he something catches his eye and he plucks a book from the shelf and he starts flicking through it, um, kind of lost in thought. 
Uh, you know, I, I have this, uh, I have this horrible sinking feeling that, um, that rather grumpy fellow was, uh, working on something very intense. Oh, I can see where you're going with this, Harold. Mm. We're going to have to go back and talk to him, aren't we? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it, but I, yes, I do believe we may have to. <laughs> he was not nice. From behind the corner of one of these bookshelves walks that individual carrying a, a, a satchel bag, that lean, muscular, spiked figure with a large green eye where their, their face should be, teeth poking up out of their jaw. Okay. Meredith is going to take a really deep breath. What was this guy's name again? Nurakan. Nurakan, that's right. Meredith is going to take a deep breath and she's got her back to this guy at the moment. Um, and then she, like, her face kind of flicks over to, like, this winning grin, like... And then she, like, turns around and goes, Hi, Nurikan, it's good to see you again! <laughs> um, and can I roll it like a persuasion? I love that you did a facial expression of... where this is an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, that's how I roll. Um, and she's like, Have you seen um, any books in this section? Are you looking for anything here? Um, and she, I'm going to roll a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 16. I imagine it'd be very hard to raise a single eyebrow when you only have one eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he he has a sort of, like he cocks his head slightly. And Meredith, mm-hmm. make a deception check for me. Oh, that's a one. I'm going to re-roll. She remembers. I'm learning. I only got a 10. Okay. Not rolling very well today. It looks at you with this green eye that seems to like almost penetrate your soul (laughs) and it it stops for a moment reaches into its satchel bag pulls out a book this is the book you're looking for can I see what it says on the thing (laughs) it does say Sia Ganal's Infernal (gasps) Calamities oh Nurikan you're the best do you mind if we take a look at it can I roll another persuasion? <laughs> you can roll a persuasion. Okay. Oh, 24. He will lean down and hand the book to you. Oh, you're so great. Thank you so much. How are you going? Are you finding everything that you need to? And she's like having a look at the book and flipping through it idly. I'm fine. My research needs to continue. What are you researching? If you don't mind me asking, maybe we can help. We've been around a little bit. I do mind you asking. Oh, uh, Meredith, you know, I think we've taken enough of this fellow's time, don't you? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think you seem very, very busy. Do you mind if we just hold on to this? She, like, waves the book a little bit, closes it. If I can take it for one moment. Yeah, of course. He takes the book back from you and then puts it up on the shelf. <laughs> I am finished with it. And he turns around and walks away. And Meredith just kind of yells after him. Thank you! Hey, hey, it's Kate here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctrines. If you're enjoying the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us to grow our audience. It's bonkers to me that it's not just our friends listening to us anymore. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our merch over there or specifically at merch.dndoctorates.com. And for now, back to the action. At which point, as she's yelling thank you, Potentia's going to, like, look back at his retreating form, back at the book, and take the book down off the shelf. 
just in a very like <laughs> could have just given it to me mm. kind of way very uh, very insightful chap this Nurikan isn't he he's an interesting one Potentia how is your brother by the way I didn't even know you had siblings mm? he said your brother misses you that's uh, an interesting thing to say to somebody at random don't you think Oh, I don't know. I think anyone who seems like they don't belong because they're probably from a long way away, his family probably misses them. Shots in the dark and all that. But he could have said sister, he could have said mother. I mean, if I were guessing that someone missed them, I would go straight for the... straight for mother, I mean, as, uh... Depends on your intent. Can Meredith just kind of lay a hand on Harold's arm and look up and, like... <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> like... Give him a significant look. Which he does not have to accept. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But, like, she's going to try. Because mm-hmm. she knows not to push. But that's not Harold's way. I just know that if I, you know, travel to some far land, uh, I may even begin to miss Archie with enough time. You know? <laughs> I doubt that, Harold. I doubt that very much. I don't know. I, it, I'm sure it was just a shot in the dark. She, I know, Ben, that you know that she would look uncomfortable but I don't think mm-hmm. she wants anyone else to realise she is uncomfortable in this moment. So I don't know whether okay. you want me to roll anything for that because that's a... I think you need yeah. to roll a... Deception. It feels like a deception yeah, or... Yeah. Deception or performance, I right? mean, that's... I think, decep- I think deception. deception. You're attempting to conceal... Um, I mean, your, your let's be realistic. At this They're point. both charisma checks, so I am equally crap yeah. at both of them. <laughs> yeah. but I think a performance, though, implies a very... <laughs> that is a nat 20, my darlings. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that is a nat 20. Plus one. Um, so just FYI, really my, my passive insight is 17. <laughs> I, did, I honestly yep. thought I was going to completely... Like, nope. That's... Yep. that's, that's uh, Somehow, Potentia Poker Face I uh, think, kicks into full I think she effect. is very used to not talking about her family. And so I think that's just a case of her being like, this is, a, this is one of the few things that she's good at hiding because she's very practiced at not talking about her family. Um, as we have already somewhat established. Okay, I mean, it just seems like a very, you know, a very odd sentiment to blurt out at somebody, but... As I say, maybe he just took a shot in the dark and hit. Uh, do we have all three books now? We do. As you're standing there discussing it, looks like little bits of paper start snowing down around you, like some handmade confetti has been dropped mm-hmm. from above. You hear laughter from above you. And even Roko pauses from the book he's now, like, nose deep in to, to look around. Uh, what's happening? I think our friends are back. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear the flittering wings of pixies as they descend and become visible as they reach uh, your eyeline. Well done. Well done. Three books lost, three books found. I don't know that lost is the correct word here, but sure. Loss can take many meanings. <laughs> yes, well, I suppose they're lost to somebody. Yes, yes. I am tough. He is Ruppel. You are Harold. You are Meredith. And they 
look at potential, but then don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, Joe, yeah. I didn't tell my name out loud. Yeah, 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 I know. I know, that was my playing Meredith confused cool. face for the audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> there was a bargain struck to find these books. There was. There was. And she, like Meredith just kind of turns to Harold with a grin. Um, Harold and Potentia, there's a moment as you're as you're talking to these fairies where you're like, wait a minute, what did they say their names were? Rough and Tupple? It's not what they said the first time. Ooh. Kate, Kate, the player, give knows that. Me... That's the problem. Like, I, I don't know that mm-hmm. Potentia knows that, though. Uh, if you give me intelligence checks, I can provide you some information. Flat here. intelligence? Flat intelligence. Uh, 17. When you met the pixies in the aisle that had the five laws of necro warfare, they introduced introduced themselves as rough and topple. These ones have just introduced themselves as tough and ropple. Yes. I'm aware that they're probably maybe new pixies or they're just... Sorry, just... She's just like looking up at them. Sorry, I was listening but distracted by books. Um, What did you say your names were? Sorry, i very bad with names and just trying to keep people in my head. (laughs) <laughs> I'm tough and I'm Ropple. Do you, are there, like you, you are catching potential, trying to like logic of that, having realized that that's not mm-hmm. what she heard last time. But, but are you looking very confused? Not at you okay. necessarily, Ben, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, potential's mm. looking confused. She doesn't do okay. very often. <laughs> mm. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm rather fond of a, a certain game, and uh, I suppose the bargain is we found the books, we played your game, and um, of course we need your help returning these to their rightful place. You need help to take them from the library. Correct, correct, we do, and uh, they're very fond of keeping their books here, as they should, you know, it's a community service, but these books belong elsewhere, so I, I don't feel too guilty about it, but... I really enjoy this game. It's based on it's based on cards. It's a simulation of sorts, you could call it. Uh, imagine representing a, a wild hunt for strange creatures and magical beings, but represented as a little card game. In some sort of gathering situation. Yes, powerful people gather and they play. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a magical gathering of sorts. And um, (laughs) I could teach you how to play. I have a feeling that with your uh, abilities, you could do rather well at it, to be honest. Uh, Give me a persuasion at advantage. You're 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 talking their language here, Harold. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Uh, 14. (laughs) I got an eight and a nine. I actually have a persuasion of five, Uh, even though my charisma is only plus two. Uh, Harold is a noble uh, and therefore has very good persuasion yeah. for reasons. Mm. <laughs> Sounds fun. Teach us. Teach us the game. All right. Well, I won't bore the audience with the, the rules of Magic the Gathering because they are numerous uh, and complex. And this is technically and legally distinct yes, from that the game. Monster Battles has <laughs> the a long Battles history. <laughs> and uh, the rule book is many hundreds of pages oh of parchment. Uh and there's all sorts of rules about 
priority and turn orders and things like that. while that's going on, can I pull Meredith to one side? Because guaranteed the two of us are not participating in the deep lore of monster battles. Um, in the deep discussion. Mm-hmm. No, we've both decided previously. This is not for us. Not for um, us. So can can I pull her to one side, please? Preferably out of earshot, but like within sight of the pixies. Mm-hmm. Meredith, do you remember the names mm-hmm. of the first two pixies we came across? Oh, you know me. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Potentially just sort of true, canonically, canonically, true. Yeah, yeah. Just canonically kind of nods, true. thinking back on some of the people that we have met. Hello! Poor you? Ethan. Um, I know his name isn't Ethan, for clarity. <laughs> I know his name isn't Ethan. <laughs> um, uh, they, that's not... The first ones we met were Ruff and Topple, and these are Tough and... Ruppel, which is not the same, but close, but not the same, but... And you can just see Potentia's brain is still whirring, trying to make sense of this, because she doesn't but, understand but, how that's a thing. I mean, they they look the same? Or am I being racist? They do look the same. Speci- species? I don't... It, Maybe. I mean, their twins exist, so let's not let's not delve too deeply into that thought bubble, but it, it just... Str- I'm just trying to remember back on what they looked like. Uh, give me an intelligence check. 14, which is not great. <laughs> they do look very similar. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't really get a great view of them because they were flitting around and becoming visible and yeah, invisible. Okay. But these, they look the same. They look, they're dressed the same. And with that score, I can't give you anything more. I mean, potentially they could just be trying to deliberately mislead us. I mean, pixies are pretty traditionally tricksy, right? Yes, but I asked... I asked these ones their name twice and they said the same thing both times. And that's not what we... You could do an arcana check to try and pull some lore about the Can fame. I? How so can nice. I, can, can I just say that Meredith was just very worried about being speciest and then she was like, Tradi- uh, traditionally pixies are very tricksy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't find out because uh. that's an 11. <laughs> uh, well, Meredith, maybe you've heard something. Give me an arcana, Meredith. I had a plus. Si- I have a plus six to arcana, and I rolled a five. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nineteen. Okay, Meredith has heard stories. She's grown up near a forest. Maybe she learned some things. They are very particular when it comes to names. They're very, very tricksy in everything that they do. Names are one of the things that if they tell you a name, okay, that is binding in a way okay potential i remember my grandmother telling me stories back in the grove i think i'm pretty sure if a pixie tells you their name that's their name like they're not going to change it they're not going to try and trick us with names the other two pixies the first two pixies that haven't been taught this game is probably the question we should be worrying Mm. about uh can i message harold i just 100 going to interrupt his flow of playing of teaching monster battles but she doesn't care Mm -hmm. um just to, to point out, these are not the two pixies we met before. These are two different pixies. Yes, I, I did pick up on that. Uh, they're probably off causing mischief somewhere else for all we know, but I think we just have to uh, play the cards we're dealt for now. Then you're going to have to teach monster battles to two more pixies because you didn't promise these two pixies that you would teach them monster battle. Um... And she's just going to, like, and that's no more message, like, no more back and forth message after this. So that's technically two castings of message. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. if anyone out there in the world is keeping track of how many times 
I cast message because the answer is too many. <laughs> oh gosh, that chart made me anyway. so happy. Is there some response from Harold? He does not need to. He, he also he has to speak under his own breath to respond to that, so he may choose not to. It's silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the person, only the person, only the two people involved in message can hear it. There is a there's a verbal component to casting message though. So for me, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you do some arcane words to start yeah. it, I think. You mutter some arcane words to get it to, to flick the spell yeah. off. Anyway, uh, that happens. Um, Harold, do you continue to teach tough and ruffle monster battles? Oh, yeah, absolutely. These, these pixies also didn't agree to help us take these books out, right? We really need to find their friends. Potentially just going to flick through the book while we're waiting for monster battles to happen because... Nash is curious. Uh, Seer Ganal's Infernal yeah. Calamities. You handed her a okay. book that people want. Oh, look at the book. Mm-hmm. You actually have the yep. All right, we'll let you flick through that. And we will, I think, fade from Harold. Okay, so you're reading a book, Potentia. Harold is teaching lots of battles. Meredith, what are you up to in the next? I'm snacking. Okay. <laughs> Zero surprise, really. Uh, we'll fade out and then fade back in as Harold is wrapping up his lesson on monster battles and Potentia is uh, more than halfway through this book of prophecies about destruction and, and apocalypses written by someone who communed with a bunch of demons. Mm. So that's fun. Meredith probably on her second or third snack by this point. Nah, I'm imagining her like sitting cross-legged, like tossing nuts up into the air and trying to catch them. Oh yeah, with like your trail mix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we get we fade back into this scene, uh, and also Roko is just nose deep in that book still. Yes, and you see, if you manage to drain all of your opponent's vitality, that's how you win, and then that's essentially how the game's played. Hey there, everyone! It's your friendly Dungeons and Doctors DM. Ben, reminding you once again to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I'll see it, and then I might use your name as the inspiration for a character in a future episode. So just tweet about the show or comment on Facebook and, you know, reach out to us because we love interacting with you, the community. So give us a shout out, say hi, recommend the show to your friends. We don't pay for advertising so word of mouth is the only way this show spreads and we love bringing new people into the community every day thanks to you got a special message to be read out on the show uh this one is being read out by me from sash to the rise of the prismatic sky crew that's arthur birdie Locke, drackley Varen, and of course the wonderful dm tom Thank you so much for putting up with the dumb, dumb things that I do. And Tom, when Zash does something, that should probably get him killed, but he somehow manages to survive it. And sometimes that's because you hold that flaming punch, giving Zash just enough time to rethink his life before that flaming punch comes down been loving playing D&D with you this past year and a half. Looking forward to more games in the future. Always love sending out messages from D&D players to their groups. If you would like a message for your D&D group, to your DM, your fellow players, or maybe a listener that you know listens to the show, you can submit your message in our Midge So Messages form on our website, dndoctorates.com. 
or via the link tree on all our social media channels. Just fill out that form and then one of us, either as ourselves or as one of the characters, can read out a message for you. Perhaps you would like a message from Gore or Lanwin. He can give a message too. Just fill out the form and send a message to someone you care about. Did you know we have merchandise? That's right. If you go to merch.dndoctorates.com, you can get shirts and hoodies and jumpers and tote bags and mugs and badges and stickers and magnets. So many things, so many options. We only have a couple of designs at the moment, but we're planning on putting out more. If you have ideas for designs, if you want a shirt with something Gore has said or something Meredith or Potential or Harold has said, tell us. Tell us what you want on these shirts and we'll make them. Just go to merch.dndoctors.com and check out what we have now. The next episode for the show goes out Thursday the 16th of September, so keep an eye out for that. I'm not going to hold us up any longer. Let's get back to the episode right now. I see, I see. Okay. And where do we acquire these cards? Well, I purchased Mm. mine from the artist quarter and I'm sure you could acquire uh, your own from there also yes 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 I agree Ruffle this is a good game we will have lots of fun playing it thank you Harold for teaching us (laughs) goodbye and they become invisible and flitter away you hear their wings fly off into the distance Oh, this is going to be a very long day. It will if you take if it takes you that long to explain the rules of monster battles. To the wrong pixies, <laughs> too, by the way. I guess when you get someone started on a subject that they enjoy, you can't really stop them, can you? I have no idea what you're talking about, Potentia. Meredith, like, looks aloof. <laughs> I think we just have to sort of play their game, don't we, if we need to get what we want. Mm. Which, uh, you know, seems to involve a lot of diversions. You hear laughter in the shelves above you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you may have won one game, but you lost the game within a game. <laughs> what, that you're not the same two people that we spoke to before? Two pixies appear, seemingly identical to the two that just mm. fluttered off. We are the pixies that you spoke to earlier. I am Ruff, he is Topple. Mm. You met our twins. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. I don't say we lost the game. I think making new friends is always a worthy endeavor. You taught them a game for no reason. Well, not no reason. Maybe they will go on and play it. And we'll both be happy. You know this game need, can be played with more than... <laughs> is, can this game be played with more than two players? Oh, don't, don't even... Is that a yes or a no? For the yes. purposes of monster battles, can, is that a yes okay. or a no? We, we actually, I mean, we actually can, have canonically. We have canonically. Canon Great. Yeah. That's what we need. Awesome. You might be able to tell. Joe and I don't you know, listen to you waffle on about monster battles. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> we love you, but like, no. No. Uh, you do know this game can be played with more than two players, right? Like, I think your twins are going to teach you how to play. So I don't think Harold is has reneged on the the original deal indirectly you're still going to learn the game that kind of catches them by surprise we we were listening yes but you weren't teaching us but we did learn mm-hmm. and it can be played by us yes it can just as an observation if, if you he... learn 
you can learn in multiple different ways. You don't have to learn by being direct. Explicit direct instruction is not the only method of teaching someone how to do something. You can learn alongside. You can learn. This is where Kate's teacher brain takes over and starts talking about teaching pedagogy. So let's not let me go down this rabbit hole. Cut did, me off, please. <laughs> did he? Did he win the game within a game? I think he won the game within a game. I don't know that there's a winner or a loser when uh, when someone's learning something new. Do you? Our word is our word. We will tell you how to take the books from the library. Thank you. They look a little defeated, arms just hanging as they flutter down. In each of the books, there is a stamp on the first page when they're brought into the library. The stamp is what the door looks for. If your book tries to leave with the stamp, the trap triggers. Remove the stamp and you can take the book. Can I... Have can I flick open to the first page of the book that I am currently holding, uh, and just look mm-hmm. at the stamp? More specifically, I'm looking to see if there is any anything that stops me from removing the stamp. I couldn't clean the page magically to remove the stamp. Is my question? You can attempt that for sure. So that's why I'm asking if I can look at like I can look to see if that's something that is possible, as opposed to because like if it's magically there, I may not be able to use magic mm-hmm. to remove it. Is that mm, okay? Um, give me an arcana check because that went so well last time. <laughs> Eight rolled a two. You're, Hell yeah! Your count count that, that twenty. <laughs> that, that, that luck twenty. <laughs> Life balancing itself out. Uh, you are unclear whether or not you could remove this magically. Uh, is there a look of thinkingness on? Yes. Uh, yes. Face. Uh, what are you thinking, Potentia, to to remove these marks? Are they are they magical, or are they just sort of? I can't drawn I, on. Uh, well, I mean, I assume they look stamped on, Ben. If I look at it, uh, they look yes, yeah, stamp, yeah. stamped on. Well, they appear to be stamped on. I just can't quite seem to tell whether they are able to be removed magically. I just can't tell whether this could be removed by magical means without it causing damage to the book or other bigger problems how uh, what sort of magic are you thinking to remove the mark um is there anything are, are any of us dirty in any particular way ben which is a weird sentence hmm um possibly on one, like on some of your shoes. What about Roku? Some, He's been some... in this library for ages. He must be. Actually, Roku would have some, some basilisk goo. That basilisk goo on him. Ooh, what on about his robes. the bookshelves? Spiderwebs, things like that? Oh, yeah. Can yeah. I just magically like get rid of some spiderwebs or something nearby? Yep, you can press digitation yeah. clean. Uh, my, my issue is with that potentially is that uh, if they are magical, they may well not just be protections on the book but potentially that level of magic may also set off some sort of which is why I was trying to check before I did anything I do have something a little more hardcore that could potentially take care of both of those problems hey guys hey hey mm-hmm. hey guys could, could we not just rip out a page of you the see book? potential just stiffen at the idea of ripping a page out of a book I know I know it's sacrilegious but is this not the easiest way to do this um, whole thing 
Well, my issue is with that is that potentially... When you say that as well, Roth and Topple giggle and then disappear and float and fly away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was ominous. Just, um, just, <laughs> my thinking is, is that if there's some kind of protection here, if we rip out the page, who's to say that something awful might not happen? I mean, I've heard of... Obviously, this is a different scenario, but in, in some of the adventuring journals that I've read, there are these warding glyphs, and if you tamper with them, I mean, people have died. I'm not saying that we will die. I mean, I hope not. It's just a book. Uh, but if we are going to try something, I I feel like we could start with this. It, it I think it's the safest of the options. Okay. Uh, and what I will do is I'll take the book and... You've got, you've got one. You don't need to take one. You've got one because you've got them in your bag, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think... Do I? Do you all... I do. I have Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. I'll take the book in one hand and take my Constellation Sphere Orb in the other. And what you see is a series of constellations and they they represent various schools of magic and almost like a uh tumble lock you know like with the numbers that you turn you see them turning like cogs like um like a pokey machine right or poker machine for for our american friends uh you see you see the constellations spinning and then eventually they slot in one by one on the edge of the orb as if a puzzle has been solved and there's a flash of like radiant light and that's a very long-winded way of saying I cast Dispel Magic at third level. (laughs) 